Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, I mean, people say that they, that we didn't have episodes, but I don't know what they're talking about. They were uploaded, so you guys should check where you get your podcast because they were there. You lying bitch. We didn't record one. How are they going to download it? I mean, not with you, but I recorded with someone else. Oh, me my and, God. Me and Jack. So that's why we didn't have a You were sneaking off with that barb. Jack, Jackie Beat. It was Jackie Beat and Monet. Barb the Dog King. Barb the <laughs> no, Dog King. Jackie Beat and Monet Exchange. Barf. We did two episodes of Ebony and and no one can find them. So if you want them, send me a DM on Instagram and I'll send you the special episodes of Ebony and Irony we did in Bunny's oh, ass. Oh, wow. Yeah, I mean, uh, well, I mean, you're not very busy uh, now that uh, you lost to All Stars. <laughs> Again. No. I didn't lose All Stars. I won the first time, bitch. Yeah, you won as a tie. it was a tie. I, I mean, and listen, are, are you... Um, you, gotta, you gotta make everything like, about food. Everything's about food. Talk about some Tai. Calm down. I, I, I know you're hungry. That's what I did have for lunch, but honey, it's my birthday week, and it's going to be the big 6-0. Are you going to do anything fun to commemorate your birthday yes, this year? Yes, I'm gonna... going to get monkeypox. <laughs> Where? Yes. Where's your Where's your place of choice for the monkey? Well, she was scratching it. <laughs> Bleeding it. <laughs> she got the pox, 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 pox. Now, sissy that pox. <laughs> oh, do you have a monkeypox party working around? I got my coming up. Huh? Work. Do you have a monkeypox party that you've been working on? Of course. Do you want to give us a yes. little snippet? That was it. Now, sissy oh. got pox. 
<laughs> Arms are scratching, <laughs> fever <laughs> burning my head. Now, what if RuPaul was there? RuPaul, you know, middle of that song, RuPaul stands up and he's like, Lady Bunny, enough. Do not use my song to make fun or to make levity of a very, very serious situation. I've had enough. Imagine. Well, he might, uh, I don't know. <laughs> Rue himself wouldn't care. But if it were a business thing, then he would have no choice. Honey, Rue Rue does have a twisted sense of humor. It's just that's not what people buy him as. And we actually had a nice long chat. He called me uh, to talk to me about some uh, royalty check from one of those duets I did with him. And I guess they just performed one on... Wait, wait, Rue called you? Yeah. Like I told you, I saw him a month before. So, girl, we're, you know... So we had a nice long chat. Uh It's very sweet of him to call because he sent me some checks and I'm too dumb to deposit them in a timely fashion and always out of town. So he was wondering what was up. So he got my transfer information. (laughs) He knows he knows I'm not dead, but he's doing well. He said he's busy working. I said he said we talked about everything being a mess in the world. He said. That's my, my my solution is just keep busy and I don't go for all RuPaul's, uh, you know I'm a guru you know I'm gonna tell you all how to live your life but that sounded pretty damn smart right now mm-hmm. to just work your ass off while everybody else figures stuff out. <laughs> Did you work ask him about all stars? And how dare he not crown now, me? Well, he, that was before the crowning. Oh, okay. Well, yes. Here's that. No, so what I want to ask you is: so now, are you in a heightened period of social media for the entire run of the show? How many weeks was All Stars Seven? All Stars Seven was, was it? it was seven weeks, and I want to say I was in like a more heightened state than I normally am. I'm, I'm pretty... but, but aren't you like checking after each week's airs to like see what the fans are saying and you know no. throw back a little response and whatnot? No, I'm not one of those girls. Like, I mean, I, I, I since season ten, I have, I have like, I would say steadily been on social media sometimes. Um, if, if, if I'm like promoting like a new song or a new video, a new project or a tour that I'm really excited about, like I am, I'm on it a bit more than normal. So I guess I was on a bit more than normal during All-Star 7, but I, I, I post, since season 10, I post pretty regularly. If, if not one post a week, at least two. And that has okay. changed, especially when like the episode airs and you put out your outfit and there's like a fun scene or a fun picture that you want to post about the episode, then you do that. But I haven't been any more or, or less um, than so usual. So you're posting those, on, those fun video stories? on your private Instagram because I've never seen one on the Monet Exchange account. Oh no, it's the it's the account that you're not blocked <laughs> okay. on. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. We all, I, I blocked I on all my maybe socials. You would be, so, so after doing so many seasons, different seasons of Drag Race, is it like, like what I guess I'm trying to say is that during the show, do you find yourself like, even though you taped it a year ago, everyone else is experiencing it now, and I guess mm-hmm. you haven't seen all the edits until yeah. it airs. You know, so so are, are you? I, I, maybe not heightened on social media, but are you, are are you like alert and alive? And are you, or, or are you just like you know on to the next thing? Yeah, at this point, just on to the next thing. Like, um, yeah. you know, I think that at this point, especially there have been so there are so many seasons of Drag Race, so many seasons of All Stars versus the world, and kind of stuff. People are, I find, people 
I have not realized, not maybe not whole, not fully, but a lot of people have realized that it is just a TV show. It is a TV show that is edited in a certain way to have a certain, you know, to 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 tell a certain story. And I think that the more and more drag race that we all consume, the more and more we see that more. And the more that we understand that as fans of the show, and people take it at that. So I feel like before, well, maybe not, I would say between like seasons six and 10 or 11, people took Drag Race as the Bible. Like what you did well on the show, that's what you could, that's the only thing that you can do well in real life. What you do horrible and in at the show, you you cannot do that in real life. And I think before season season six and after um, season 11, people have realized, oh, it's TV. They're making a show. Like someone has to lose, someone has to win. You know what I mean? So I think that that is what people understand more. So it's it's Dragon is no longer this curse that if you are not funny, then people do not think you're not funny in real life, or you can't be funny, or you can't do comedy. You can't like like that's just not a thing anymore. People yeah, know it's could, a TV you show. You can be I'm, not I'm funny that. on the show and not funny in real life. Yeah, and you can be it's, a loser. It's like non-binary. That's what's. That's what somebody told me that went to your comedy show. You're going on a big tour right soon with Bob, right? Yeah, Bob and I, we have a sibling rivalry tour launching September 14th all the way through October 6th. And we're we're doing our East Coast cities on that leg of the tour. And it's really fun. Do you watch Legendary Bunny? Or do you watch the show Legendary on HBO with the the, 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 the Vogue Houses? I love Naomi. Naomi. I've shot some video of her and I just think she's wonderful. Oh, she's amazing. Um, so on this most recent season, season three, the house of Jessica Couture was the house that won, and they were. You should take some time and watch it, Lip Bunny. It was. It's such a good show. It's ballroom, 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 and these kids, um, in, in these houses, they come together as families and they perform and do these stellar, award-winning, in my opinion, um, um, talent, uh, uh voguing, voguing battles. And the house that won last season, the house of Juicy Couture, Bob and I announced that they're going to be our dancers on our tour. So it's going to be. A whole oh. bunch of faggoty shit and voguing and cunt and pussy and cunt, cunt, cunt. And it's going to be great. We're so excited to have oh. them on the tour. I, I thought you'd, for a second, I thought you'd put on the the new Beyonce album. Ooh, the new Beyonce. Now, uh, <laughs> first of all, let me tell you this. I don't care who you, Beyonce and this motherfucking tour. I mean, Beyonce's motherfucking album is everything. I'm obsessed. It is such a great fucking album, and Beyonce just really be doing that, man. You know, people uh, people are speculating that she's towards the end of her career. This 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 these next three albums, this one Renaissance Part One, Part Two, and Part Three, that these are that these are her final three albums, and she's gonna go on a big tour after this, unless she's done doing the music thing, or maybe not. Maybe she might be be on some share shit where she'll she'll farewell eighteen times before it's the end end. But this first this first part of this trilogy of albums is so dope and. And I am so happy to be alive at a time where I can appreciate it in real time. It's great. How do you feel about it? I have not listened to all of it. My favorite mm-hmm. song is Cuff It. because So good. You know, it's, it's, it's very Lady it's, Bunny. It's very disco. Yeah, well, that's because Nile Rodgers, who was the, the uh, producer of I'm Coming Out, um, Good Times, that was the sample used on um, Hotel, Motel, Holiday Inn, whatever that old rap song is. I mean, that's that's he's he's the maestro. He he's produced oh, from David that. Bowie that. to Chic. Oh yeah, he's a he's the master. Get lucky with Daft Punk. He put the mm-hmm. funk on that. Tonight can, we're done uh, again. Kill lucky. the lights. Kill, Kill the lights the with lights. Alex Newell. 
That's yeah. that's him. That's him. And DJ Cassidy. Oh, I love that. That's the only one by her that I play. It's got L- like a Malay mix in the Just to give the the um the kids a little a little bit. Let's just play a little bit of it here. I need a That's cuffing. It's it's such it's such a good track. This album is so yeah. Good. I mean, well, I mean, that's the most soulful. I always like her soulful stuff, like um, um, "Love on Top." To me, that's an R and B record, and I, that's one of her best song in my view. Um, I'm not a Beyonce worshiper. Um, I mean, I I love a few of her songs, like "Deja Vu" and "Crazy in Love." Maybe I and, can't go anywhere, but yeah, I like to play jump and jump it too. Oh, she's throwing it back. <laughs> anyway, can you can you can can you jump and jump? No. Yeah, uh, well, I can dumpling. Uh, you can you, you can break and break. Uh, uh, anyway, there was the, the 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 album. If you haven't heard it, it's like the gay thing. We actually, actually is this the gayest podcast on earth? We went from Drag Race. To I know Beyonce. To Beyonce. What, what's next, girl? Lady Gaga and. <laughs> Britney mm. and Elton John. <laughs> Why not? Share. We talking about Britney's Cher. Doing a, Britney's doing a new song with Elton John. Uh, also, is she? Beyonce. Yeah, Beyonce is coming out soon. I think Beyonce has uh, also premiered today a snippet of a duet with Ronald Isley of the oh, Isley yes. Brothers. Okay. Do you know the Isley Brothers? A, I grew up on the Isley Brothers. Oh, of course, I worship the Isley Brothers. The Isley Brothers. Have you ever fucked any of them? No, but I may have. Uh, put some uh, uh, tiger bomb <laughs> on my uh, anus and fingered someone else who I didn't know who was <laughs> <Word>. asleep. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> okay, wait. Here's my thing no, no, about... Let, Go ahead. But let, me say, let me say a little bit about... Beyonce, for those that don't know, so this is her house music album. The the first song, it's it's uh, so um, house like '90s house. The, mm-hmm. the the little boom 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 boom, the little bassline and the chords on top of it. That some that people bass, think that it right. actually sampled "Show Me Love." It did not. The Robin S song. Um, oh, You've got um, to break show my soul. Me love. It just has a yeah. Break my soul does not sample that. But it the does. But the no. That's just a similar pattern. It sounds like an of, interpolation. Of, it may be an interpolation, but it's not. It's not as. It's not playing the same notes. So they interpolated into a different scale. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, so anyway, she's worked with. She throws in samples from uh, T. S. Madison, uh, Kevin Aviance, yes. into the show. Um, who you know? Which you know, you know, Kevin see, had no see, idea. Did it... you know Kevin had no idea? Mitch well, Marino. Okay. Rich Marino okay. saw Kevin. I mean, you guys know Kevin Aviance is a legendary, legendary, legendary uh, queer gay performer um, from New York City. Fucking fierce. Um, you you may know Cunty, 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 Cunty. Just type in Cunty, Kevin Aviance. Din da da boom 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 So Mitch Marino was uh he bumped into Kevin Aviance somewhere downtown or uptown wherever, and he was like. Girl, congratulations on the new Beyonce. And Kevin obviously was like, "What?" He was like, "Congratulations on um on on having um Cunty featured. I mean, sampled um on Beyonce's new album."
album. He's like, what are you talking about? And Mitch bring up to take his phone out and play for Kevin. And Kevin was like, oh, shit. Like, Kevin had no idea that his, that his fucking cunty, cunty was on Beyonce's album. Isn't that crazy? Well, I mean, there's, you know, Kevin's gotten a good bit of press saying how thrilled he is to be on it. Another drag performer from New York around the same time as Kevin a little earlier, and maybe just, is yeah. named Wah Renee, um, who I was, Jean, I yeah. believe, a Caribbean um, drag queen that was from the club world. And she had, uh, what was the name of her hit? Um uh, oh, don't you hear me calling you Miss Honey? And she did that. She, Miss Honey? Miss Honey. Miss Honey. And Miss one time hard, eh? when the bitch was performing at, at this uh, Latino club back in the day. Ooh, girl, Cafe Con Leche. Ay, 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 the leche. And, oh. uh, and she we, said, well, don't you, you hear like me calling you Miss Honey? Lady Bunny. And I said, oh, my God, Moi Renee knows my name. I've made it now. And so now <laughs> Moi Renee is featured on Beyonce's album. So, and, and it's kind of cool. I am going to say that the, the sample doesn't quite come in right. Uh, Kevin's does. <laughs> comes in let on me, the T. Let, the, the, let me give the audience a little, little snippet of it. If you want to hear it, we can play this for <laughs> That's Kevin Avion. Yes. Is that Beyonce? And, no, that's another voice. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is this like is Beyonce's song. Yeah, Pure Honey, and this is um okay. Renee. That's her. Uh-huh. And that's it. Is that well, cool? Yes. I mean, there's... there's uh, So she's included uh, T.S. Madison, Honey Dijon, mm-hmm. the uh, DJ living in Berlin, but who is from Chicago and New York. Honey Dijon. Bunny, is, Honey Dijon's she, DJ sets are so fucking good. They're yeah. so good. I listen to them at the gym all the time. They really are great. If y'all want some good gym music, well, not just gym music. It's great music regardless. Just type in Honey Dijon on SoundCloud. They upload them pretty regularly, and they're so good. Well, um, we'll have to have her on the show. We're old friends. I would love that if we could have Honey Dijon. Old I would friends. fucking yeah, love fun. that. She has a fashion yeah. line and all of it. Work. So, um, so do you, she's are you included, into the she samples? Produced a couple, so... I'm going to tell you the truth. As someone who was there during 90s house, mm-hmm. um, Drake has an up-tempo, housey <laughs> uh, single called Massive. I think it may be even a whole album. And so uh, that's actually a much better groove that they took or created or interpolated from me. So, But listen, if this is a love letter from Beyonce to the a black LGBT whatever we are today community, then I don't want to stand in the way of the love letter, but that doesn't mean it always speaks to me. I don't always love uh, the trademark harmonies and the trademark harmonies that are so illustriously arranged. These songs are a little bit free form. It's a mix. So you don't exactly know, you know, where they're stopping to me. There's great beats and stuff throughout, but um, I, I'm, I'm not seeing, ex- ex- except for Cuff It. I'm going to listen more because I haven't like gone through the whole thing. But uh, mm-hmm. Jesse Smollett claimed that uh, Beyonce had also sampled him. 
Where? I'm just kidding. Oh. Oh my God. So, no, so, so, so she definitely worked it in. And now she's come out with the Queens remix with her oh, and bitch. Madonna, where she basically says, um, sings it over Madonna's Vogue. And Madonna is maybe in there from a former time, right? Yeah. Well, here's the, tea on, here's the tea on that. So, Bob and I, um, on our single rivalry, there is a young man. His name is um, Deshaun. Oh, how young. Ooh. Oh my God, buddy. I can't. <laughs> There's a young man. His name is uh, on TikTok. His name is Fruity Trebles. F R O O T Y T R E B L E Z. And his whole TikTok is dedicated. He's a he he's a, he's a very great fucking fierce DJ. And his whole TikTok is dedicating to mixing two songs together. And he'll like just mix two songs together. So one he did like months ago. But well, one one the album Maybe first came out. Maybe he can teach out. me. Maybe he can teach me. <laughs> <laughs> he's very he's very handsome. He's very beautiful. He's very oh, pretty. Maybe he's, he can fuck yeah. me. <laughs> I mean, he probably wants to anyway. It's just a matter of putting it out there, right? I think he has an aversion to monkeypox, so you wouldn't be a right fit for him. Yeah. So, how did you two um, meet? How did you two meet them? (laughs) Oh, it was AIDS. Um, So, um, (laughs) so he, um, so his whole TikTok is dedicated to him, um, to him making different songs together. And so, back in June, when the album first came out, he put together um, Beyonce's "Break My Soul" and no, before before the album came out, because "Break My Soul" came was her first single. He put Beyonce's um, "Break My Soul" and Madonna's "Vogue" together. He mixed it in this like really great mix, and everyone. Was like, oh, bitch, this is fierce, this is fierce, this is fierce. Cut to like a week ago or two weeks ago, Beyonce's team reached out to his TikTok and they were like, we love this. We want to like, we want, we want you to produce a remix of it. And so now he is one of the producers on the Queen's mix, Madonna's with with Madonna's Vogue and Beyonce's Break My Soul. He's like the lead producer on it. Yeah, I, I'm I'm gonna wait for the remixes on the Madonna's version because at the moment I still love the album version more. I mean, there's plenty of good stuff that I'll play. I, there's like four that I like enough to play. That my favorite, you know, being Cuff It. I I just don't always. Lo- I think Beyonce has an accomplished voice and she's really knocking it out with her range. Like mm-hmm. uh, she's up and down, different textures. There's I watched one video of. Um, this uh, you may have seen him like a heavyset black guy with braids, he's a voice teacher, and he analyzes bit by bit and plays uh-huh. it. It's, like, it's fascinating, um, but uh, the different textures and stuff. So I think she she really does sound like she's pushing it. I just wonder, as you said, she might be like doing a little bit more music. Although there's two more albums from this project, doing a little bit more music and then shelving it for a while. I have absolutely no idea. I'm sure she could afford to. Do you feel like she's really letting go and she's older and she, and the her kid is growing up and so she can be very nasty? Because it's, like, it's, like, it's definitely her, like, I mean, like the church folk are already up against it. Is, did she... <laughs> Did she say, well, let me do a little bit of what, um, you know, Kim Petras is doing a little bit of what? Uh, Beyonce's not out here sing- <laughs> singing about slut pop. I don't think Beyonce is doing that. I just think that Beyonce, like most artists and most musicians, their point of view begins to reflect the times. I think we are in a time where people are reclaiming their sexuality. They don't feel feel that they need to be um, um, ashamed of their bodies and, and being overly sexual. And I, I don't think Beyonce is being overly sexual in this. So, um, uh, what was that song? Partition. I think Partition was on her, the Beyonce album. Literally, yes. driver, roll up the partition, please. I don't need you to see Beyonce on her knees. Literally, she, she's like, bitch, I am 
back here sucking dick in this limo. Put your window up, please. Like, Beyonce has been singing about this. So this isn't new. Um, I see her on, on her knees every night. I mean, how, how do you see her? Do you have, do you have a, a, a private? She's over here blowing her? me. Every, she's over here blowing me, and I still <laughs> oh won't give her a good God. album review. Oh the fucking God. bitch. Yeah, take your <laughs> oh teeth God. out next time, bitch. Be- Beehive slash Beyonce. That is the voice of Lady Bunny. I have nothing and respect for, but love, adoration, respect for the Queen. That was Lady Bunny, now, not so, Monet Exchange. Um, the 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 well, no, Monet. You have to admit that uh, you know some people are. You know, uh, they turn Beyonce into a religion. And if you don't like one of her songs, even though you're someone like me that DJs and loves to play some of her songs, there's a a Maurice Joshua remix of Say My Name that I love to play. But uh, yeah, if you if you don't love everything, you're it's kind of like back in the Madonna days. It's very it's very oppressive. So it's like there's even skits. You know, on Saturday Night Live, like, is it okay if I don't like, uh, you know, Beyonce? And it's so funny. It's a black woman, and she's like, everyone's shunning her because she doesn't like Beyonce. Why? I find it very interesting because I feel yes, yes, I feel that about Beyonce the same way people feel about Rihanna. But I get the same thing from Madonna, from Cher. Like, like anytime there is people, not even just gays, people love fierce fucking women icon singers. Beyonce, Adele, uh, uh, Cher, uh, Lady Gaga. Anytime anyone has any opposition to them, their diehard fans are always like, I can't believe you don't like art pop. Art pop was fucking fierce. Uh, Bad romance? Are you kidding me? You mean the song that you like? So I don't think it's just a Beyonce thing. I think it's just people who adore um, female female singers. And it's it's different than male singers. There's something about female singers that people really, really, really love and they're very tribal about. Yeah, well, especially gays. But I mean, look, this is this this is such a gay thing to do. Like you're a diva versus my diva. Actually, I think straights do it too. But it's like forty was trending the other day, and I looked 40? at it, and it was it was um, uh, Cardi B fans laughing that Nicki Minaj had turned forty. <laughs> and I was just like, oh I just God. hate all this. Like, I mean, that there would even be enough. That that is trending, unless that that's like a paid, you know, sponsorship or, or something. I mean, it's just like why why do why can't I like why can't I love Beyonce's love on top and then not really care for everything on this album? Well, you know, it's like it, be, it, be, it just well, becomes just a, a little opinion. bit. <laughs> um, now, honey, <laughs> honey, mahogany posted on Facebook a few years ago that um, you know if you don't like Beyonce, it's racist. <laughs> And oh god! I don't, did, she, I hope, did she really? I, well, I hope she was kidding. Um, but sure maybe she she, she was she was several years younger, and who knows? You know, we, we we're friends, but we don't know each other that well. We've met. Um, she was always one of the most gorgeous to me, uh, honey mahogany. Mm. Always. Um, but the uh, the uh, uh, Livonia Jenkins, the insane drag of Fire Island and New York City, said. Queer culture has officially gone mainstream. I just heard there's going to be a fisting demonstration during the Super Bowl halftime show. (laughs) (laughs) That would be hot. It depends on who's doing it. It depends on who's doing it. Yeah, yeah, but but, I mean, yeah, I definitely want to keep 
listening, I mean, there's a lot of of of. Uh, I mean, like Diane. Oh, this is this is what I want to ask you about. What's Diane what's Warren. up with Kalise? Ka- because there was a feud immediately um, with Kalise making a couple of Instagram videos, which claimed that she should have uh, been notified about using Beyonce using one of her songs or interpolating it. But then it turns out she didn't even write the song. It was Pharrell and uh, that she didn't own the master. So she wouldn't really, it wasn't a legal thing that Beyonce had to do, but yeah, she was saying it should have been just like, just like a nice formality. It would have been nice of her to do so. Um, Right. But but it wasn't, it wasn't necessary. I did. I I like Khalees and I, I, I did watch two of her videos just to see what was up with this. And she was basically, you know, she did seem frustrated with the whole situation, but she was also saying, you could have just called to say, is this cool? Because um, you're always talking about women and sisterhood and empowering each other. And you could have just said, so I I don't know. I mean, to be honest, is it it the la, 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 la from Milkshake? Uh-huh. So I mean, wow! I mean, that I hope they interpretate interpolated it because I can sing that uh, on two edibles, my lord. Oh well, yeah, I read the story too. When, <laughs> I, when I first saw when I first saw Khalees talking about it, I was like, I was like, listen to what she's saying. I was like, I guess she's saying that like maybe again. And I don't know these celebrities. I don't know what friendships Khalees and Beyonce have had in the past. If they do have each other phone numbers, if they used to text each other periodically, like I could get why someone would be bummed out about that. But also. And and what Khalees was saying was that Pharrell is a producer in the song, so Pharrell and uh, allegedly Pharrell and Khalees have some drama um, yes. uh, that we don't know about. That he um, they were both managed by the same person, and her manage and her, and her manager swindled her out of getting um, um, uh, right. pub, um, publication. Um, uh, right. On the on, on the record, so that there was, right. there was like some shady business, and she didn't know because she was just like a young kid in, in the industry, so she just signed, not realizing that she was signing her rights <laughs> away. And then, so that's what I thought. But I, but then someone someone put this out because Beyonce took swift action, and here's what I said: Khalees is not the songwriter or producer of Milkshake, so her money stopped after she stopped performing it. She doesn't get to make any decisions regarding the song. She does not continue to get paid from the song. Beyonce puts out a song called Energy, in which there is an interpolation of Milkshake. Shake, not a sample. Beyonce legally clears the use with the song's producers and adds Khalees as a songwriter, which means she can now get paid for years to come. So Khalees was not a writer on it before, but because, allegedly, because Beyonce, and then says, Khalees goes on a tangent calling Beyonce a thief and says she couldn't, yeah, I, I saw the video. Khalees was coming at Beyonce, saying that Beyonce does this all the time. She's not here for women. She don't, she don't, she don't really care about women. She never practices what she preaches. They're really coming at Beyonce. Right, and then so allegedly Beyonce, then Beyonce removed um, the interpolation from Energy, and now allegedly Khalees gets none of this. I don't know how true this is. This is just something I read online. No, I saw that thing too, but I think that uh, Khalees does get continue to get paid in some way from the album sales, even though she doesn't own her masters. It is a Khalees recording you know so she didn't write that what they sampled she performed it but it would be some she would still be getting some kind of income but not as a writer if it were not as a writer right anyway but but do you think that if there's any validity i don't know these two women is there any validity in in what you just read when you said that uh she khalees was really coming at uh beyonce uh i've never i I met khalees she was very nice uh to me at a club one night we'd never met uh, and then I, 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 Beyonce walked by me, but Jay Z and I met briefly. 
Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> she would what? Khalees, Khalees, Khalees would get Khalees would get uh, performance royalties from this, not writing royalties. Which I mean, I again, I don't understand how this all works. So maybe as opposed to getting like let's say a hundred bucks from 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 publishing, maybe she only gets twenty bucks for performing rights. I don't fucking know. Um, but she well, all it, these all these are alleged claims of Beyonce. We don't know it, the amount of people that be. No matter how, when you get big, when you get when you are Beyonce famous, there's always going to be somebody coming and telling you, oh, you don't really care about women you do nothing when they have bitch people become telling me that i don't really care about the career community that i want this and they know nothing about what i do so i'm sure this is all hearsay beyonce has access to a lot of things beyonce has shown to a lot of us like watching her on the instagram on twitter or whatever that she is about what she's talking about so this is just khalisa's word of mouth about what beyonce may or may not be doing who knows how true it is yeah, but in any way, do you think it would have been sisterhood-ish if she had said, hey, Khalees, is this cool with you? Not necessarily. Again, I don't know how close then they Khalees are. Wouldn't like, be, then Khalees wouldn't be saying anything. Like, let's say, I don't know, let's say fucking, uh, if, if I did a new drag song and I uh, interpolated... <gasps> Wait, stop the press! Stop the press! You say you were going to do a new drag song? Oh my God. <laughs> And I interpolated um, fucking, um, 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 what's, what, what's it called song? We, you Better Work, Supermodel. And I interpolated mm-hmm. the fucking Supermodel. Do I do I, do I I go out my way to get Rue's number and be like, hey, Rue, just so you don't know, no. you clear it legally how you are rightfully, how you rightfully do so with the people helping you produce the song and then you move on. You know what I mean? You don't, you don't owe someone that. It was, it, is it quote no, unquote no, no, no. nice? A, sure. A, she doesn't owe, owe her and it doesn't seem like Beyonce is a thief. Um, you know, I, I, I don't know. Uh, I mean, I will say that there was another kind of a funny exchange with the songwriter Diane Warren. She's known oh, for bro, like power ballads for, for years. She wrote and, the Vivian's Talent number. Did you watch the talent show on Drag Race? No. Where I saw your opera part. Yeah, well, Vivian did a song called Bitch on Heels, and Diane Warren wrote that whole song. She she wrote wow. Vivian's song that she performed. Yeah. Wow. So so she, Diane Warren, is a well-known songwriter for decades, um, said, why does any song need 34 writers? A lot of people are like, are like, are like, are, a lot of people like are upset because if you look at Beyonce's, uh, the writers on the song, every song has a bunch of writers, but there also there are a lot of Beyonce um, samples a lot of stuff too, and I mean, my thing is, who cares if it's but, but, one? Hold on. Do, when, two, when, when you when you sample something though, if there's been several writers on that, then they the, whatever that four were or six were. It all gets put on there. So my thing is, who cares if it's one or 32 writers? Who gives a fuck? It's a good song. Like, who cares? Um, like, why? Okay. I mean, Diane Warren is, obviously, she writes her. Bitch, so I'm saying, bitch, Diane Warren, bitch, why don't you sample more? Why don't you get a little more creative? Bitch, I don't want to hear only what the, what the fuck you got to sing about. Why don't you sample and get a little more creative and give me a little more spice Honey, in your all motherfucking she was music? Saying, all she, she was trying to say, she didn't even mention Beyonce's name, but everybody knew who but she we was knew talking you, about. But, but we, we knew what she was talking about. Yeah. I but mean, Beyonce uh, don't give a that also, but also here's the thing. A lot of these people, because you're on a Beyonce song, that's more opportunity. So and also you get the choice. If you don't want to be part of a song with Mad Riders, then bitch, say no. No one is right. make no one is no one has a knife to your throat and is like, hey, you have right, to be on it, this record. Like, choose, say if, no. If, 
If you're someone like Diane Warren, who is one person that can write a great song, it seems odd to you and it seems way out of line because it's like it could work out beautifully, but it's also it it's it does smack of desperation. And you know what you were saying about Beyonce being so high up there. Totally agree. Total pop phenomenon for you know over a decade. Um, but if she's at the top and she's sometimes loading her stuff up with like the the hook of two different bitch tracks, Kevin and uh, Moi Renee, and 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 like you know doing Donna Summer in this song groove and this, I mean, I I get get that it's a tribute, but why wouldn't you be making the great? original music that future generations would sample. You can afford the lush orchestrations. You know, I mean, maybe that's what the other three albums will be, because I, I, I'm going to listen to it. Like I say, there's about three or four songs that I will definitely play, including one really slow one, but it just, it, it feels... I, I, to me, I feel like a lot of Beyoncé is marketing, and it's successful marketing, but... um the tracks, if she is being experimental, it worked. Because the tracks, you know, it sounds, you know, there's, it's, it's, it's uh, sometimes sparse, sometimes beautifully produced. I didn't I, love I, the production of the of the Madonna uh, remix, though. I didn't love that. What? Why? No. Well, it's 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 an updated sound, you know, for that song. But yeah, I, I didn't. It not, it's not that great to me. Well, well, I loved it. Um, I was in the woods doing um, 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 psychedelics, and it took me to the place I needed to be. It was the best time of my life. Yeah. And, yeah well, um, I'm gonna and, I'm gonna listen to it more. We should have a we should have someone from the. I mean. Uh, I listen, Big Frida's on there. I hope she, since this is such a big win for visibility, I hope she puts Kevin and Big Frida and all of them, T.S. Bassett and all of that. Uh, and that's a love letter to the gay community. I would love to see the black gay community. Well, here's the thing. I would say this. Also, going back to that same thing, if you are a Beyonce, if you are a Lady Gaga and you, get, and you have a chance to do an album and you know that you can put people on, by concluding them as writers on your songs and giving people a chance just by just by you having a writing credit on look my friend I told you my friend who um who did uh, who was a, one of the producers on this new Queens remix he's getting opportunities just because he's listed as one of the producers on this song he's getting opportunities just because of that he's just a kid just trying to do his DJ thing and because of that one little little boost it's changing things for him and it's changing things for him in his career so i think people like beyonce like and uh, no shade if i mean again i i'm not gonna say that because that's, that's gonna sound really shady i don't know what being listed as care. maybe even no, i'm saying maybe if you co-wrote the song with diane warren maybe that would give you some some uh, that may change your career i don't fucking know but i do know that when you are a big artist like beyonce or like gaga one of these or like liz one of these big artists having a credit saying that you're a writer on their song that can do that can that that yes. literally can be a, a that's a gift and that could be a career change for you because of that. So because of it that, can, I'm but like, the value the value of that has gotten to be less because that's what Madonna would do. She would give a credit. She would get a credit even though she, whether even if she just didn't really come in there and write much of anything, you know, to the studio. But uh, those you were kind of forced to have um, the artists have a credit 
on there, even though they didn't write hardly any of it, because of what you're saying, because it would sell so well. In, in fact, you wrote all of it. They wrote none of it. And that's how this got started. Yeah, I mean, but again, but to that so point, though, but now people to, do get so, to get... So you're saying be grateful is it for, for the opportunities that your friend is getting, but also, I mean, yeah, I mean, what... what if, I, I mean, it's a double-edged sword. There are going to be benefits for it, and there are going to be negative, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's, it, it is what it is. But I think for most who never otherwise would get a credit, knowing that you did work on something, that for most people who get that credit, it, I'm sure it helped them in, in, in some way, shape, or form. You know what I mean? So I think on that part of it, I'm like, for struggling artists who like, bitch, I, like, bitch, I just want to get just someone, like, give me a chance or something. That could be, being accredited as a writer on a Mariah Carey song or a Beyonce song probably is that chance for that. You okay, know, well, or, 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 yeah, I definitely I, won't credit you. If, if you help me write a parody, you're not, how about you're not getting credited? How about that? Well, I'm used to it working with RuPaul. <laughs> oh my God, I'm not going there. <laughs> okay, wait, Lick It, Lick, lick It Lollipop. Did you write your stuff for Lick It Lollipop? I'll no. let you lick it. Oh, you Actually, did I put a harmony in there that he didn't have. Wait, which one? Cherry, pivot, bigger, line, Yeah, something like that. Work. Something like that. He liked it. Okay, now, did y'all go into the studio together to do this? Or RuPaul did his shit, and he was like, Bunny, um, we're going to set a schedule to time for you. Do you want to come in and do your thing, or do y'all do it together? Um, we worked for a few days on a few songs, and that work. was one of them, and then something else. But but that Lily, Lick It Lollipop, was, I did that in... No, he was in New York, because he was more back and forth then. Got it. So. Uh, Work. Um, yeah, I love that song. There's this video of this kid. If y'all want to check it out, check out, I think you have to type in Kevin twerking Lady Bunny RuPaul. And it is this kid named Kevin twerking to y'all, to this like fierce remix of the of, of y'all song. And it's, it is so fucking funny. People should sure. check it out if they want, want a really it. good walk. And it's it, it's Bunny and RuPaul singing a song. And this kid, Kevin, twerking his ass off. It's really great. Have we demolished everyone involved what? with the Beyonce project? Have we de- <laughs> demolished everyone yet? No, we have a Lady Buddy. I mean, Lizzo. Oh my, Lizzo's album also came out. To be full size person, I'm not fully listened to Lizzo's yet. I listened to like the first couple of tracks, and it is great. But um, because Beyonce is Beyonce, I think that you know people have been paying attention more so to that than uh, um, Lizzo's new project. Have you listened to Lizzo's? Anything. <laughs> There's a doctor uh, with a book out. Not a medical doctor, but a, a doctor named Stephen Thrasher who uh, does have a wonderful and fascinating book out, just out, as a matter of fact. And I want to get him on here to talk about monkeypox and the the government response to it and all that shite, what's going on with the vaccines, because oh, now yeah. they're saying that the... First they said you need two vaccines 28 days apart, mm-hmm. and then the vaccines are, are effective a week or two after you get the second dose. Then I have said, one. Did you did you get did you get a vaccine? No, yet? I couldn't get a va- I couldn't get an appointment. But oh, um, uh, so somebody's told me that you should call them and and lie and say you've had more sexual 
partners than, than you have in the last two weeks. And I was like, oh my God, I never dreamt I would be calling <laughs> to lie about being less of a, more of a whore, <laughs> about being less of one. Oh my God. Yeah. But no, I, I haven't gotten one yet. But anyway, he's been following this. I follow his tweets, and there have been some interesting things, you know, with the precautions, and everyone's just on edge with it. So we should definitely do an episode about that coming up now that we're back from our summer. Yeah, we should definitely have it. I, I mean, yeah, we should definitely do one. Um, I've had a few friends that have had it. One of my friends got it like, he got the vaccine and he got infected like the next day and his symptoms were super mild. I, he did, I don't think he got any, he maybe got like a few little lesions and like a little fever, but like that was it. So, and that's getting it like so close to before the vaccine even has time to really incubate and really like uh, be vaccine, vaccinatory, if that's a word in your system. Right. So, um, so yeah, that's well, now they're thing. doing this, they kind of ran out in New York and they're giving, I don't, uh, they're giving Chipotle one guys. Yes. <laughs> yes. And that's, that's that Chipotle can make you uh, break out too if you put enough hot sauce on it. You know what I oh, mean? God. Down there. Mm-hmm. Down muy there. caliente. In your between me down there. Yes. Well, girl, we have some other shit to discuss that we got going on, Miss Yonsei. What we other shit? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Bullshit we can talk about next week. <laughs> Stir up some trouble. Yeah, so you know? Ebony and Irony is uh, back. And, you know, we can't talk about it now, but a big part of that was Bunny and I, we were together recording something special for a network <laughs> um, that's coming. That's going to be coming out in the fall. So, But we were, I mean, we were working hard, bitch. We were like... Long days from like 8 a.m. until like 9 p.m. It was a very, but I'm excited for them to see it, Bunny. It's going to be really great. I know. I am too. And I never say that. <laughs> oh God, well, that's, <laughs> at least Bunny gives, gives her the, um, the seal of approval. Bunny was very funny on set, as she always is. It was great to well, see Bunny in action, that old relic. I'll tell you, it sure was fun working with Sahara Davenport again. Oh, my God. I mean, Manila. Sorry. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) You know, every time I do this podcast, I'm like, I think today is going to be the day I'm going to get canceled because of Lady Bunny. And, you know, I think today we nailed it. We definitely nailed it today. (laughs) Well, um, anyway, we will chat next week. Yes, we will. Weekend. You guys too, and we'll see y'all next week for Ebony and Army. Peace. A podcast network.